The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to use marketing technology to accelerate revenue growth. Joining us is Brandon Redlinger, who is the Senior Director of Product Marketing at Ring DNA, which is a revenue acceleration platform that uses artificial intelligence to transform marketing and sales teams into high-performing revenue engines. And today, Brandon and I are going to discuss using account-based marketing to accelerate your growth. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Brandon Redlinger, Senior Director of Product Marketing at Ring DNA. Brandon, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. Really appreciate it. Excited to have you on the show. Always good to connect with somebody who's kind of in the same real world circumstances that I am. Turns out we had kids on the same day, yeah. February 20th to 2020. Yep. So we've got kids relatively the same age. And well, we're both podcasters. You're launching a new podcast coming up here. Launching a new podcast in a week and a half. I'm really excited. Oh, exciting times. You know, record 10 episodes first before you actually launch. That way you don't have to worry about the content production. All you have to do is focus on the marketing growth and you'll figure out if the show's actually going to work. That's my little tip. <laughs> there you go. Well, we got eight in the bag, so almost there. You got two to go. If you need somebody to talk about podcasting, let me know. I'm here for you. All right. <laughs> that said, I appreciate you coming on the show and we're going to talk a little bit about sort of all sorts of fun, different things. Some ABM, marketing and sales, marketing versus growth. So let's start off at the top. One of the things that you and Ring DNA specialize in is accelerating revenue growth. And one of the key ways that you focus on that is thinking about account-based marketing. How do you use ABM to accelerate your revenue growth? Yeah, so little backstory there. I was early on the team over at Engageo, which is an ABM platform. This is five plus years ago when no one knew what account-based marketing was. There were a few big players at the time, probably the three big ones were Engageo, Demandbase, and Terminus, all having different definitions of what ABM was, all trying to convince the market that it's something slightly different. So at Engageo, our definition of ABM was ABM really is a coordinated go-to-market strategy that involves personalized sales and marketing efforts to help both land and expand deals. I've got issues with ABM and everyone's definition. So don't be offended when <laughs> yeah. I pick yours apart or at least ask some questions. 
I'll preface this with we had Rollworks on as a sponsor of the podcast, but they're also an ABM and their take is kind of ABM for everyone. And we walk through some of their definitions of ABM. And I guess fundamentally people think of ABM and I know I do. Well, we've got these key accounts. They're the people that we think are going to have the most valuable relationships. So we're going to create custom marketing materials for them. Instead of just creating a white paper for everyone, I'm creating one specific to Nike or to Amazon or whoever my big enterprise client's going to be. Why did they get special treatment? Well, hopefully, if you're targeting right, they're much more likely to close. They're also going to be worth a lot more. Could be because they're just a great logo to have on your site. But I mean, in my mind, ABM really all does start with the targeting, right? Like a lot of times people think ABM is like a wish list. What are some cool accounts that we should close? Or just let's pick all of the Fortune 100 companies. And that's completely wrong. You're telling me that every single Fortune 100 company is a good fit for you. Do you know how many different types of companies there are in different categories and different go-to-market motions that they have? No, targeting is all about who are the people who are most likely to do business with you. Fundamentally, ABM is picking out the people that you think are not only likely to do business, but who are going to be the most valuable and treating them with, you know, the kid gloves. They get the special treatment, you roll out the red carpet. And I was, you know, in jest saying, hey, why do they get special treatment, it's obvious because they're going to be your best customers. They'll stay with you longer. They'll be easier for your success team to manage and support. Yeah, 100%. Right. So if you have a higher focus on these customers that are going to be high value customers, in theory, you know, you can find some real big strategic relationships. I think of ABM as specifically just strategic marketing. You're being very tactical with who you're reaching, creating marketing materials that are specifically for them. The counter argument to ABM being a revenue or a growth accelerator is big clients often have complicated organizations, which means they take longer to sell. And even if the deals are bigger, they're harder to find. So, you know, I think that the balance of, well, we're going to go after the biggest deal, but it's probably going to take the longest to close and require the most resources is finding a lot of customers who you can close very quickly, who are valuable, but less valuable. How do you figure out if you're going to be actually accelerating growth with your ABM strategies, as opposed to your one size fits all, we'll take whatever comes through the door strategies? My guess is most people in that situation, they have a current go to market, it's your traditional demand gen. And it's like, all right, how do I layer ABM on top of this? And it's not one or the other. It's definitely not one or the other. It is a slow approach. A lot of times companies will start off with pilot programs, whether they do a pilot to a specific industry or vertical, or they say, here's one rep and one you know, outbound SDR. Here's your pod. Maybe here's a marketer. Let's test this for six months, one year and see how it goes. And probably most companies here too are going to need a balance between ABM and demand gen. Those companies that are doing pure ABM and only ABM and no demand gen, those are going to be the companies that really do have a very small target addressable market that are doing those you know, million dollar plus deals. And that's the only thing that they do. But most companies, my guests that are listening to this are going to be kind of right in the middle between doing pure ABM and pure demand gen on the other hand. I like how you've positioned that as ABM versus demand gen, ABM being very strategic with specific accounts and creating custom marketing materials. And demand gen is sort of putting yourself out there and selling to the people that come your way. 
Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times it's like, I'm going to cast a wide net and I'm going to catch whoever I catch. With ABM, it's kind of the opposite is I know exactly who I want. So I'm going to go out there proactively and try to close them. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So talk to me about the technology stack you should use when you're running one of those ABM experiments. I'm going to spend six months to six years and two headcounts to try to do some big game hunting. So some of the real like table stakes technology out there are going to be things like lead to account matching. So you need to make sure any lead that comes in matches to the right account because it's a lot about the customer experience, the buying experience. So think about when you're in late stages with a deal, then the decision maker comes in. Maybe they're like, oh, yeah, we're evaluating RingDNA. I go to their website. I download a white paper. I request a demo or whatever that is. Then if that doesn't get matched to the account, the SDR is going to follow up with content that's very not relevant to him and not very relevant to where that account is in its buying journey. And that's a big disconnect. That's not a great experience. So you need to make sure that all of your contacts and all of your leads get matched to the right accounts. So that's one basic one. Whether you're using like lean data or demand base has this functionality too, there's a lot of them out there that have lead to account matching, but I do think that is a table stakes. So let me just reiterate, there's lead to account matching, right? The first part of figuring out your ABM strategy, you create your lead list. If somebody's going to come through your door, you need to be able to say, oh, that's an ABM lead, not just the everybody else bucket. And then you could start customizing your marketing materials. You called that lead matching. Lead to account matching. Yep. Lead to account matching. Okay. What's the next step? From there, a lot of it is going to be like use a real ABM platform, whether that is Sixth Sense or an Engage or demand-based bot Engageo. I'm a big Engageo fan because I was early on on the Engageo team. Because you've got some stock. <laughs> got some stock. <laughs> I'm hoping it does something someday. <laughs> 
But here at RingDNA, I actually do use Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense was here before I got here. So I do have an appreciation for both technologies. I think both are great. I think I do still prefer demand-based just because it handles the operation side of things very well. So that is the lead to account matching, but that is also the reporting. That is also getting reps, those leads in time, in context. And you can do some really powerful notifications for your sales team. So for example, if I have a target account that is the stage two opportunity and that account has not been touched in 14 days by a sales rep, I can notify that rep and be like, hey, you haven't touched this account. It's time to reach out again. So it can be based on activity or it can be based on inactivity that happens. And that way you're making sure that all of your accounts are getting the proper attention that they need. And I know a lot of times this is kind of universal with a lot of the customers that we talk to is they pick too many accounts in the beginning. If someone tells me that they have a target list of 5,000 customers, you're not doing ABM. Sure, maybe it's targeted demand gen that you're going after, or maybe it's just that wish list. If you have a target list of 5,000 customers, you're not doing ABM. That's a good one. That is not ABM. Unless you've got a gigantic sales staff. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm hearing from you is, all right, you have your lead matching, and then your data goes into an ABM system, and that is helping you understand what activities should be driving some interaction and also some notifications for inactivity. Right. So it really is telling rep, what's the next best action that you should take? And who are those accounts that you should be taking that action with? And on top of that, like you can layer in intent data, like intent data is kind of one of those hot things right now too. So what are those buying signals that people have on third-party sites? So we can layer that in on top of our first-party engagement data. And that'll give you a very good indication of who you should be talking to right now. So once you have not only an understanding of intent, you've got some notifications on what someone, what a lead has done or whether they're inactive on your site, your sales team is following up with them. I'm assuming most of that's, you know, hey, your email, your LinkedIn, some sort of an outbound communication. Where does the marketing team come in here? Are you creating separate marketing materials for your ABM clients or is it just everything's being handled by the sales team and good luck, fellas, put your golf clubs down until you close this deal. No. So I do think marketing is vastly underutilized past that like sales qualified lead stage or sales qualified account stage. A lot of times sales are like, all right, marketing, don't touch these accounts. I don't trust you to touch these accounts at all. And I think that marketing can help with those active opportunities because they can actually help put together relevant content for your target buyers in that stage. And they can also personalize it for specific accounts. They have the technology at their fingertips to really tell the sales team what's happening at that account in the industry. So you can say, hey, they were on our G2 page comparing us to this other account. So that probably means they're interested in this very specific functionality. Let me help you put together a campaign. Maybe it's a competitive takedown. Maybe it's a case study where they're focusing specifically on that feature of that functionality. Or you know what works really well, even in these pandemic ages, VIP events. I don't trust sales to go out and run a VIP event all by themselves. They need marketing support for that. But we know that works very well for open opportunities. 
maybe a happy hour. Let's give sales some credit. They could probably do a happy hour pretty well. You're right. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to order a cheese plate. <laughs> There's my quote of the day. Okay. So what I'm hearing is you get past this stage, you got your notifications. Hey, I'm highlighting that this is an ABM lead. This is somebody important. Sales team, don't forget about this person. And then you're actually bringing your marketing team in together to say, all right, we understand the activities that this customer is taking. Maybe they're comparing us to another vendor. Maybe they're doing a specific type of research on a specific product. So you're going to create not only marketing collateral for them that is specific to the problem that they're trying to address, but you're also going to do some advertising or some outbound marketing, trying to make sure that they see you, you stay visible, and that your content is addressing their problems. So really, you're creating not only custom sales campaigns, but custom marketing campaigns at the end of the day. This all sounds logical. It all sounds great. Talk to me about how you can put your foot on the gas here and actually accelerate growth. We're running this experiment. We're highlighting who is important to us from a potential, a revenue potential standpoint. How do we actually make sure that they become a conversion, get through the door and start building our business? I think honestly, that's where your tech comes in really well, especially technology like demand base. It helps you do a lot of this stuff at scale. Another thing that you can do with a demand base or an ABM platform is integrate it with your direct mail platform. So I can now build my target account list in demand base. And I want decision makers at these accounts in this geography and then pull that list and then push that directly to say Sendoso. And then you have an open up direct mail campaign that goes directly to them. And that's all done really easily, really quickly through technology. You could also take that same audience or different audience and push it directly to any ad platform. So for us, LinkedIn is huge. Sales and marketing professionals are all over LinkedIn. That's where they spend a lot of time. Let me put some mid-funnel ads right there in LinkedIn. And then you can also, after they convert, update that audience automatically so that they're not seeing those leads anymore. So a lot of this stuff is just automating the mundane tasks, the tasks that just take a lot more time for you where your team is better spent actually selling. I think that's actually where the martechery comes in, where you're getting your lead list and you're able to figure out how to connect sales and say, this is an important lead. But that doesn't mean that that's where you stop. You can do marketing automation. You're using your tools. You mentioned Sendoso. You mentioned LinkedIn. You're continuing to market to your most strategic leads and you're spending the most time figuring out what their problems are so you can customize your marketing materials to address their specific needs. ABM is an increasingly sophisticated technology or set of technologies, and it's something that we're really seeing the best marketers in the world apply and adopt to get their biggest customers through the door. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brandon Redlinger, who is the Senior Director of Product Marketing at Ring DNA. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Brandon and I are going to talk about reaching marketing and sales alignment. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Brandon, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Brandon underscore Lee underscore 09. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N underscore L-E-E underscore the number zero, the number nine. Or you could visit his company's website, which is ringdna.com.
Just one more link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.